spoke here in 1968, he asked his audience to wake up and get rid of racism. Wake up and end poverty and the world's wealthiest nation on earth. And wake up and stop the violence from foreign wars to our city streets. You know, I never met my grandparents, the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King. But I do know the challenges they face in their time because they are the same challenges that we face in our own time. That powerful young lady you just heard is Yolanda Renee King, grandchild of Coretta Scott King and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. At just 15, Ms. King inspires young people to speak out on gun violence, education reform, poverty, discrimination, inclusion, and she has now released her first book. Do you like hearing first book? That means you got to do some more, right? <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see how this one does, but that's. That's the plan. That's the plan. The book is called We Dream a World, and it's inspired by her family's legacy and how she wants to see that legacy continue. Yolanda Renee King, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I've seen you on so many media outlets. You do such a fa- you're just such an impressive young lady, I must say. Thank you. Absolutely. So, at what age did you start to really understand that you were part of a family legacy that changed history? Well, I would say from day one, I've always had an interest in these issues, and I've always wanted to do something. Uh, I think it started around three, four is probably like my first memory of me actually um, asking questions about this. I think from a young age, I, I always saw my parents doing the work they did, and also, of course, hearing about my grandparents and, and their work. I, I think that that helped influence me, but I was never forced to do this. I think seeing it up close really helped me, but I've always, I mean, I remember when I was little and we would drive around Atlanta, I would always ask, well, and, and on the way to school, I would see homeless people. And, and so I would ask, well, uh, what, like, why are, why are people still homeless? And, and so from a very young age, I've always had an interest in these issues and, and finding solutions yeah you've been very conscious of that and i've heard you say before that you know your your folks never really pushed you into this it's something you wanted to do but you know there's almost a feeling i think when i hear you speak a feeling of responsibility to do so and you probably have more expectations from the outside world to do it than within your own family but that must have encouraged you to also get involved and write this new book Definitely hearing this and, and really seeing what's going on in our world really inspired me to want to write this book and, and seeing the status of our world right now. You wrote that in 1963, the March on Washington, your grandfather's at the podium. I had a dream. He helped everyone to see the dream. And you wrote, now you have to be the dream. Explain what that means to you. Well, I think that we've seen the dream, we know of the dream, but now we have to actually put action. Now we have to actually act as though the dream is here and, and, and really take that action, really take that giant step. And while your grandparents generated momentous strides for equality, the push for civil rights, it does remain a preeminent challenge even today, doesn't it? it, it sure, it, it does. And, and sometimes it can get hard and, and really um Sometimes it can be difficult, but you have to keep on going. 
You always acknowledge your grandfather and your grandmother together when talking about the family legacy. She wasn't just the wife of Dr. King. She had a lot more impact, didn't she? Oh, yes, definitely. I think a lot of people forget that or or aren't aware of that to start with. In the 1940s, my grandmother was part of the the peace movement um, at her college in it. And at Antioch, um, and she was part of the movement and the peace movement with the, that took place on college campuses. And she actually was the one that really bought my grandfather into the movement. When they first met, they talked about the movement because uh, my grandfather had been reading books about that, and, and and so he had been really aware of what was going on. But she was the one that really brought him in. Yeah, and was his partner throughout. I mean, you know, throughout every step of the way. And you're right; she he, she was the one that got him onto the stage. And and after uh, you are completely correct. And, and after he he was assassinated, she carried on the dream. She was the one who actually made sure that there was a holiday. We would not right. um, okay day would not be in existence had it not been for her. And I genuinely believe that had she had not continued carrying the work and and the legacy, I I think that the dream would have been gone with my grandfather. Which you understand then how how much the passion that your grandfather has lived very strongly in your grandmother as well. Right, definitely. You know, activism is a calling and it appears to be your calling. What are the three top issues, would you say, in our world today that you want to stay focused on? What are the most, the three most things that you are passionate about? Well, I think that every issue is important, whether that be um, humanitarian related issues or or climate change. I think climate change is definitely a, a really, really important issue. But also we talk about um, in my family, the triple E polls, which is racism, poverty and and violence and eradicating those triple evils and we do that through peace justice and equity and and so and and even when my grandfather was alive he talked about the three evil um sorry the three triple evils um which at the time were racism poverty and militarism and and so really eradicating those three evils are his philosophies but also i think um now especially we're seeing the effects of and the impact that climate change has and and so i think that if he and and my grandmother would were alive they would be talking about climate change just as much as they would be talking about eradicating the triple evils and you've been doing this on stage, and you've been doing this on stage for years already, and you're, and you're only 15. You've made countless speeches with thousands and thousands of people in the audience. That first speech, was it overwhelming? I heard you talk about like sneaking a peek through the curtain to see who was out there. I mean, for a young woman getting on stage in front of all those people, how did you get through it? I mean, I was absolutely horrified, and I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. don't realize that, but I, I was I was horrified of... Going out there and and doing that, and so I, I think that that really was something that uh, that really I guess pushed you and and really would put anyone outside their comfort zone. But it was so worth it. Um, yeah, and you really found a level of confidence for yourself. I think the more you do it, and I'm sure your parents have told you this too. The more you do it, the easier obviously this is going to get. And you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, for for a little bit, I would say. Yeah. Um, some people would um, still say that I'm very new, and 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 of course, um, I there's still a long way to go in my journey. But yes, like, and and also seeing that the crowd wasn't 
for like they weren't going to boo me they um they weren't against me they were with me and yeah. so seeing that people were with you and and not coming after you and against you and i think that that's something that's also really helpful having a whole um support 800,000 people it was like yeah. 800,000 people so that was like a a safety net of 800,000 yeah. people it it was a safe space. It was a safe space. And you know, the book, and really what your book is all about, you know, you anyone can talk the talk, but it's really critical. And, and that's really the message at the end of the day is you have to walk the walk and make that difference. What do you want people to know about you? Because in life, at 15 years old, you play so many roles in your own life. I mean, you're, you're a daughter, you're a friend, you're an advocate. Like, where do you see yourself? What do you want people to know about you? Um, well, I want people to know that I'm. I will still, um, whatever way that manifests, will, I um, intend to continue doing this work, and and that, and that anyone can do it. I think that a lot of people really forget how that anyone can do this work, and, yeah. and that it doesn't have to be something major. It can be making it just make a contribution to the community, and that, that's what I want people to know, and yeah. that. That you can do what I'm doing too. Like, if I can do it, then you can do it. I love that. I love that. Well, you are an amazing young woman, Yolanda, and it's a beautiful book. We dream a world. Um, it was a pleasure spending some time with you and keep doing the wonderful job you're doing, keeping your family legacy both alive and with such great intention. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yolanda Renee King, Top Stories are next.